Have you ever been told during a production that you're overreacting? Or you seem stressed when you're on a really challenging job? Or maybe you sensed an upcoming problem in your project and every time you spoke up, someone shuts you down or you're dismissed, or your concerns are ignored. It's a really terrible feeling, right? Especially when it's happening in the middle of a stressful production, when you're already exhausted, you're pushed to the limits, and you're just trying to get the job done. Well, you know what that is? That's gaslighting, friends. It's demoralizing, it's frustrating, it's unfair, and worst of all, it's all too common in the film production industry. But listen, you're not crazy, I promise, because <laughs> I thought my I thought I was for years. You're not overreacting, and you're definitely not alone. In this episode, we're going to talk about gaslighting in the film industry. We'll discuss our personal experiences with it. And if you stick around to the end, we'll give some tips and tricks of how to deal with it when it happens to you. That's right. So stick around because you're not going to want to miss this one. Welcome to the Producers Happy Hour with your hosts, Sister Christian and Lawrence Lewis. We're two producers with over 20 years of experience each, chatting over drinks about what it means and what it takes to be a good producer. Join us for insightful interviews and informative show topics that will help you get through your toughest jobs, biggest production challenges, and most difficult clients. So grab a drink. You're going to need it. And let's get to it. Because making shit is hard. Christian, I just got a calendar for a job, and the timeline is totally crazy. It's so short. Like, how do you stay organized during prep when these timelines are truncated like that? There is so much to think about and no room for error. And to be honest, sometimes stuff falls through the cracks. I don't know. Have you ever bolted awake at 2 a.m. and screamed, humane society? Oh, my God. (laughs) Or even like, oh, the caterer. (laughs) Oh, my God. The director wants fog and I didn't put it on the friggin' permit. It's insane. (laughs) What gets me through these jobs, though, and even just my daily life, is checklists. I'm obsessed with checklists. That's the only way I can stay organized. Even though we've been doing this for years, a solid checklist is super useful. Yeah, even seasoned commercial pilots, like airline pilots who've been doing this for 25 (laughs) years, use checklists for the most basic things. That's how important they are. I'd like to think that my job is way more important than a pilot's job, but whatever. (laughs) So we did a thing and made a new pre-production checklist. This one is built for contemporary filmmaking methods, and, you know, it's also geared towards the way we're expected to work these days. Yeah, which is crazy fast. So don't let anything slip through the cracks. Get the pre-production checklist. There's a link in our show notes where you can grab it or you can just find it on our website, producershappyhour.com. Go get it. Hi, Lawrence. How are you? I'm good. Good. Same. I just like this topic even gave me a little bit of anxiety. So I I know. I feel like I'm going to. I'm not my jovial self today. Yeah. And I might (laughs) have a little um, emotion. So we'll see how that goes. You know, uh, unmasked. Emotions are fine. This is a (laughs) safe This is our soft nest, Christian. It's just you and I. No one's. No one's listening. I did want to say, though, that in the opening, when you said concerns, that triggered me because I was told once by an EP that if the word concerns wasn't out there, they would just go away. Like was totally like when I had when I had said, you know, I have a few concerns about filming, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, ah, and they were like, I hate that word. And if um, they're you know, we wouldn't have them if that word wasn't around. I was like, well, (laughs) 
could be issue. There could, there's a few other words that would work in that sense. But yeah. I was like, yeah. It's like nobody nobody would have gotten COVID if we didn't have tests. Somebody said that. I can't remember who. <laughs> and and um, it just, it came out to where I was the one being negative because I was using negative words yeah. versus um, being positive about it. And I'm like, what? I'm just talking about reality. Yeah. So it's it just happens that, continuously in our industry. It is definitely how it gets framed and used against people who are voicing concerns or wanting to make sure things are done correctly. And I know you and I have talked about, you know, this in depth before. So I'm really curious to see how this episode resonates with our listeners, because I have a feeling that a lot of people have lived this experience. I'm so sure of that. When I knew that we were going to do um, this topic, I started, you know, speaking to my friends that are in the industry. And I can tell you, they Mm-hmm. Every single one experiences it to this day. Like, it's not something that, you know, used to happen yeah. a long time ago, and then now, like, we're aware of it, so it's going, no, 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 no. It, it's happening. I can't wait to dive yeah. in, you know, because I've got some stories, and I also have some ways to spot gaslighting as it's happening and ways to push back on it or at least protect yourselves from it. I mean, I think the first line of defense is recognizing that it's happening, recognizing it. Yeah, because it recently has happened to me, like just in the past year, it takes you a minute to realize, wait a second, what's happening? So we're going to talk about that. But first, I need a stiff drink. What are you drinking? Well, today I'm drinking vodka with a mixer of ice. (laughs) And it's a double. So here we go. I know, like I have so much anxiety right now. I know, I know. This is a a good one. So I, (laughs) you know, I like to pair my uh, cocktail with the topic. So I found there is a cocktail called Gaslight. And it is... uh, Of course there is. (laughs) (laughs) One dash of orange curacao. One part scotch whiskey, a third part sweet vermouth, and a couple dashes of honey liqueur. I don't have an orange, but you can put an orange in here if you want. When you said scotch, my gag reflex just immediately happened from the last <laughs> time that I drank too much scotch. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it's going it. to no, no, power no. me through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Before we dive in, we cover a lot of topics in these episodes, and there's never enough time to dive deep enough. So that's why we created our episode guide. It contains all the links and references we discuss in these episodes, plus some important industry news and current events, which are important for you to stay on top of. Shit happens fast in our world. It sure does. So sign up at our website, producershappyhour.com, or uh, click the link. It's in the show notes, and you can get all the goodies. All right. Where are we starting, Okay, Christian? here we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought the first thing we should do is define it. It's one of those terms out there that you hear it, and you're like, gaslighting, and I know the story behind it. And once you understand the story behind it, Google it, guys, then you know more, you know, like, oh, okay, this does pertain. So the official textbook definition is, gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which the abuser attempts to sow self-doubt and confusion in their victim's mind. Typically, gaslighting are seeking to gain power and control over the other person by distorting reality and forcing them to question their own judgment and intuition. I got goosebumps reading that because I just, yeah, like I've been in a motorhome as a coordinator made to feel this way. Mm -hmm. And just like, I have so much to say. So 
How do you feel about that definition? <laughs> that that is a great definition, and I've, I've I've tried to explain it to a couple people. I didn't quite nail it, but as we were putting the show together, I was typing up some things, and uh, that line about seeking to gain power and control over the other person, and it's undermining, right? It's undermining and invalidating your experience of a situation, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> calling you crazy. Like it, it, calling it you expands. crazy. Yeah, like exactly. It's, it's abusive. Yes. And it's it's strange, you know, to talk about it in, in specifically about film production, but it, we are in this unique position where we are dealing with a lot of egos, high stakes, a lot of money, right? There's a lot of money at play. And um, everybody has a different agenda in terms of the, the, the stakeholders, right? The ad agency wants a specific thing. The client wants a specific thing. Sometimes they don't match. The director wants a specific thing. The production company wants you to, you know, come in under budget. You're just trying to get home and, you know, <laughs> pay your Hopefully mortgage get the and, next and job. get the next job, exactly. right? So all those different agendas, you know, it, it's a little bit of a power play. And when you're coming to the table saying, look, there are these problems that we need to address, we can't achieve this certain thing or we're going to have to adjust the way we achieve this certain thing just because the way this is all playing out, it doesn't all work as it was originally hoped for. And that that can ruffle a lot of feathers and a lot of people will push back on that. And in the, the way they push back on can in fact be gaslighting. And that's kind of my setting the stage of it. No, no, I I completely agree. And I I feel that we are supposed to be team leader and we we preach to people, you know, like we're preached at and preach to people that we're a team and that we, you know, like our counterpart, we're producing partners, all of these things. (laughs) When everybody that you just named has their own agenda and it is they are fighting to make sure that their agenda happens yeah versus compromise or any of those things so you as a producer are put into a position where you have to mitigate and kind of almost pretend that we're all a team, right? Like, because the director could say something that you would never want to repeat. And then you turn around to the agency and say, we're on board because that's it. (laughs) Like you have to, basically we have to absorb this behavior. Yes. Okay. And so I think that, so I think part of this is um, how this industry attracts people. First of all, we get our work because we're freelance, Right. Mm -hmm. So um, we've all been taught to, you know, you're only as good as your last job and that's your reputation is gold. So, you know, you have to take a certain amount of shit in order to be considered for the next job. Second, personality wise, we have A type personalities, narcissists and people pleasers. There's so many more aspects to it, but those are some general things that Mm -hmm. I see or traits that I see in people. So when you have a narcissist or an A-type personality paired with a people pleaser, there's a power struggle there in and of itself. And I can see traits of those three personalities in myself, but Uh I think at the top is people pleasing and trying to make sure things are safe and taking care of others. You know, my personality, I can see certainly traits with um, all three of those, but mainly I'm a people pleaser who takes care of others. 
So I absorb this type of gaslighting abuse Mm -hmm. so well. And then I turn around and I mask it. Right. So I know exactly. Oh, my ears are now getting warm because it's so tough. (laughs) I know. It's tough. Yeah. It is. I I feel like I'm going to be gaslit for calling out gaslighting, right? Like you. you, Oh, yeah, totally. uh, That doesn't happen. Yeah. You're just being too (laughs) sensitive. Why? Well, because I also deal with my own depression and mental health issues. So when somebody does go down the road of trying to make me feel like I've forgotten something or I'm crazy or they didn't do what I know they did, I absolutely internalize and think to myself, did I really hear that? Is it as bad as I thought it was? Mm -hmm. Now that there's a little, now that a week has gone by, maybe they weren't acting like that and I misunderstood them. Yeah, I can make all kinds of excuses for people. And you know the, another another thing that I, I feel like really gets us into a bind as producers or production people in general is when we come with a concern. I came w- with a concern of safety on a job, right? And I, got I, I know this happened. <laughs> a lot of pushback from the directors, and it was like maybe I am overreacting. Maybe this isn't that unsafe. Maybe I am being a nervous Nelly. You know, all these freaking terms of like diminishing your perception of of what is really happening. And it just, we went around and around and around on this little kind of gag that seemed to me to be very, very dangerous. We just kept going in circles and I didn't realize what was happening. But it was definitely a gaslighting situation where it's like you're you're being too dramatic. That's not gonna happen. You know, we're not gonna kill the actor. <laughs> and and so I'm like, okay, great. I'm gonna spend money on a stunt coordinator. Uh, let me get a stunt coordinator in here. I'll I'll pay him right. a day rate. We'll do it right. You know, mm-hmm. let's have this whole conversation. Uh, and the stunt coordinator was like, oh no, that guy is gonna sink to the bottom of the lake. If you do that, <laughs> like, okay. I mean, okay. Like, validation. The fact that we need to, <laughs> exactly the fact that we have to bring in an expert to validate common sense because <sighs> we're being gaslit Man. is in. I mean, that is insane in and of itself. Yeah. And the diminishing, I have. I mean, I can. I would say there's a point on every single job that a concern, an issue, or, you know, a problem has been diminished. Yes. And that I have been made to feel like I am hysterical. Yeah. Which, believe I can be dramatic, I can be loud, I can fight for things, but the one thing I'm not is fucking hysterical. And it drives me nuts because I have value. And I also have common sense. Right. And my experience should afford at least some trust yes. on your part. Yes. Yeah. Sir or madam, whomever. Whomever. <laughs> yeah. Whomever is treating me like this. Yeah. It's and then the more you fight for it, the more you feel that you look crazy. Right. Overreacting. Yeah. Yeah. Overreacting. You're mm-hmm. too cautious. So, what, could, do you have any specific stories you can share? I've got another one too. Oh, a thousand. Please, get, let's let's hear yours because I have so many that um, they're all kind of like it's 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 actually flooding my brain. I know as we start untangling of, uh, anxiety. It. 
as we start entangling it, I'm just like, oh, God, yeah. A big one that 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 happened fairly recently was on a job uh, experiential. And for those who don't work experiential, mm. those jobs are very complex. They're live events filmed for commercial, but uh, they're very complex and uh, a very different approach to producing. And the agency involved they owed us a lot of stuff, right? A lot of branded stuff. They were they were providing sure. a lot of product and signage and and live activation stuff, right? I don't know how else to put it. And there was the the agency producer had a vacation planned. And so they oh, were gone perfect. for a week. But they put me in touch with perfect. there was an assistant producer and then I was actually put in touch with the brand um, kind of local merchandising people sure. to kind of help coordinate. Right. Nothing was getting done. Nothing was getting done. No matter who I spoke to on their right. end of things, nothing was getting done. And we are running out of time. And uh, when when the agency producer came back, they said to me, you know, we got on a call and I'm like, well, this and this and this and this and this. And they said, wow, are you okay? <gasps> I'm like, What? <laughs> And they said, you sound, like, you, okay. <laughs> you sound very stressed. Sorry, I'm going to give a double bird for that because yeah. fuck you. <laughs> and, I was, and I was just like, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm fine. I'm just very concerned for the project that things are not happening to the timeline that we've set up. And slowly oh. started to explode inside my head. Oh, of course. And and, um, and it was you know, so debilitating. It was so like mm-hmm. so in the way the way I'm I sure. the way I said something to you, you know, I care about this fucking job. Uh and I don't know how to not care about this fucking job. And maybe my voice sounds like I care too much about this job. Is that stress? Sure. Call it whatever you want. But I'm here to make this shit happen. Otherwise, we're all right. going to look like a bunch of idiots in front of your client. So, yeah, uh, that was a that was a rough one for me. Well, it was rough for me to hear it. Yeah. Just so you know, like yeah. that because it's it's a it's an ongoing thing that happens to producers. Like we have stress. We should be allowed to have stress. Mm-hmm. And when you slight when you unmask slightly, <laughs> like I did on a, a few jobs ago, you get the EP coming to you going, the director is, you know, like, are you okay? Because the director mentioned something that they're worried about you. And I'm like, <sighs> cool. Cool. Oh, oh, thanks for that concern. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> The reason why that I might feel that is because I'm handling everything and they're just directing. So it, it, sorry, I'm going to take a deep breath and say that it's minimizing, again, the Mm -hmm. gravity of the situation. We, as the producers who have been hired by the production company, are responsible to deliver the contract that we have. And the contract says Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we need to have this or that the product or whatever it is. I'm just pointing out to you that I'm not going to be able to deliver the contract without your help. Yeah. And if that's stressful, then, you know, like, okay, great. Like maybe you should become more stressed 
ma'am, sir. And you have a full-time job. We are job to job to job. And if we fail on this mm-hmm. job because of you, it could be the end of our career. Okay, maybe now I'm being overdramatic, but it could, like, really... Yeah paint a, a, a bad picture of, of us as producers. Well, we know who's going to get blamed for we it. We know who's going to get like, blamed for it. We're basically Because you're the there. staff person, agency producer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they're going to protect their job at any course yeah. and say, oh, well, it's this production company or, you know, like, and so then all of a sudden, if the production company is somebody you work with all the time, hopefully they trust that you made the right decision. However, if you've worked there for the first time, you're taking the fall. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. You're basically paid to be there to take the fall. <laughs> Right. And then that leads to feelings of guilt Yeah, on my part, oh, yeah. just because um, it could be, yeah, it, again, it could be my personality. It could be because as a woman in this industry coming up at the time that I did, I had to fight and claw for every bit of respect that I have, which is still in question to some people. I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but like the amount of shit that we have to swallow that is intentional yeah. from their end mm-hmm. is great. I saw two jobs ago. Three job. Well, I don't want to be too too specific. At some, At some point, point on a job, <laughs> I um, the agency producer was sharing their screen during Zoom and then popped over to Google Meet and started answering some <laughs> messages and typed, "Oh no, I'm talking to them right now. I have them doing like just countering everything yeah. that they were telling us with like, no, 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 they're eating it up, you know, like." <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Right. And so, you know, it it does make you cynical and at some points. And, like, you don't want to assume that everybody's doing it, but they were an absolute master at it. Would blow up if you asked a question and then say that never happened. And, I mean, I think one of the things, because I did did research the 10 signs of gaslighting, and and I bolded a few that made me, like, um, made me cringe inside. One of them is telling you that you're over reacting when you call them out yeah one was insisting that an event or behavior you witnessed never happened and that you're remembering it wrong and at the older i get remembering it my memory isn't quite what it is and i'm just like i need to be recording everything i have friends who producers who record every single conversation Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah Oh, I'm not like I wish. I wish <sighs> that my ADHD would allow for something like that. But no. Hey, Christian, why are locations always such a hassle in our jobs? I have a quick story for you, Lawrence, to, to explain why. Bring it on. I get all kinds of jobs, and sometimes there's celebrity interviews where the celeb may live in another market that isn't New York or L.A., mm. so I have to find a location yeah. near their home because it's just an interview. Nobody's paying for a scout for that stuff. So I use a lot of those marketplaces, but that can be a huge time suck. Oh, God. I do a lot of experiential, and I'm typically on way before I have a budget to bring on a scout. And I got to do a lot of pre-research on locations. Yeah, I've used those marketplaces too, but there's like a million steps between seeing a listing on one of those marketplaces, loving it, actually seeing it in person and then securing it. It, it. It's just such a time suck. Yes. And I can speak from experience because that's where our friends from Ave come in. Yes. Ave is the first nationwide location scouting company. Not only do they have a marketplace where you can just, you know, look at options for yourself, they have a concierge service where they access a private network of locations all over the country. It saves you so much time and money and it helps you find the right location for wherever you need to shoot. 
Exactly. So I just went on their site. I filled out a simple, quick form. I was paired with an amazing location producer. And then I received a curated report with multiple location options for my project. From there, they handled everything, including scheduling the walkthroughs, even on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m., to negotiating the location agreement. And I didn't need a permit, but they actually offer that service too. And the most amazing thing about them is that there are no upfront costs. They only get paid if you book the location that they found, which is like so crazy. Save time, money, and your sanity by adding Ave to your producer's toolbox. Just visit Ave at Ave.com. That's A-double-V-A-Y.com. I'm Jacqueline Stewart, host of the Academy Museum podcast. This season, we're continuing our deep dive through Oscar history by focusing on a major craft, casting. There's an essential casting story behind every Oscar winner. We'll be working our way from the classic Hollywood studio era to today. We'll be asking, who gets the part? How does that choice get made? And what does it mean for a film, for an actor, and for audiences? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I want to say that just having this conversation with you, Christian, is Mm -hmm. exposing how battered we can get going through this business yeah. because I'm mm-hmm. having how anxiety we are. right now about people listening to this. I'm, well, remembering it. No, I'm having people, I'm having anxiety about people listening to this conversation and saying, oh, you guys are complaining. You are, oh. you are, oh. you're whining about your jobs. So that 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 just points to like exactly the damage that is caused by this 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 right. this interesting position we're in of having like you said to take it right because that's part of what we do especially in this you know customer service role which at the end of the day oh, is kind yeah. of what we are for Actually. the agencies and brands exactly and yeah. uh, that's the feeling it's giving me so I'm I just had to well, say that. I I I I I feel like that is that can be true for some of the people out there listening. I yeah, think yeah, that there's sure. going to be a few people out there, and I hope that um, seeing somebody as established as you or I am talk about this and understand that it affects us too, mm-hmm. probably the same way they it does them, will bring awareness to the knowledge that this mm-hmm. is happening and validate, like you said, that um, this is a regular occurrence and it is a tool used by a lot of people in the industry to keep us in line. Yes. And again, I know, I mean, I understand how that sounds, but I know I'm, I understand because I do live in a reality based world mm-hmm. of this happens. And I did want to, I did want to bring up another point about like, This was another one that I think that some people utilize a lot that you don't think could be gaslighting, Mm -hmm. but it is. And one of those is trying to smooth over things with loving words that don't match their actions. Oh, that's like when you kick the dog and then you like pet the dog and kiss the dog. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so the same person who had said, (laughs) if we just eliminated the word concerns from our vocabulary, then we wouldn't have any. Also was the type that would, when they knew they went too far and I started to shut down, would then start to praise 
Oh yeah. You're so good at your job. Oh, Nobody yeah, else yeah, can yeah. do what you do. And I'm like, oh. I fucking know that. The last person I need to hear it from is you. Is you. And so when you say it, it's false. And I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Oh yeah. Right now. Because yeah. yeah, but you still think to yourself somewhere in your brain, <laughs> part of you wants to believe that they really think that you're good. Because again, we're on this reward system in our industry of the next job will come right. if you're perfect. Yes, only if you're perfect. <laughs> and perfect, I've been told too that um, perfect is what we should be striving for. And I'm like, oh. Oh, really? Whose definition of perfect though? Mm. <laughs> in my brain, I'm perfect, but I get it that that's oh, subjective. My goodness. <laughs> But it's true. You know, I think it's no I think it's no coincidence that this episode is 413. <laughs> By the way, I just want oh, to point I know. out. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, lucky 13. Let's lucky do it. Lucky 13. <laughs> and I do want to say to to quell our fears, if you're listening out there, sign, sign join us for office hours. And if you want to talk about gaslighting, we would gladly talk I mean, about gaslighting with you. I would love to validate the fact that you're being gaslit because I think that that is so important because one of the things that gaslighting does is make you feel like it's your fault and that you're crazy. Mm -hmm. That is the point of gaslighting. Exactly. It is absolutely the point. And so, so many of us who um, have the stigma of a mental health issue that you're not allowed to talk about, that if you, well, back, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, if you actually talked about it, then people would think that you were not, you know, like there's something wrong with you and you shouldn't, you know, like work and... And so when you have that, it actually plays in your brain over and over and over again and causes more symptoms to what you're trying to deal with already. Oh, man. How do we counteract gaslighting is what I want to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So there's a few things here. You know, like one of the the big things that I felt um, in this was remind yourself that you're not the reason for the gaslighter's abuse. Interesting. Say that again. Remind yourself that you are not the reason for the gaslighter's abuse. There is nothing you could or should have done differently to avoid what they're doing. The abusive behavior was not your fault. It was all about them attempting to control you. Yes. And that's huge because, you know, somewhere at 2.30 in the morning, you think to yourself, well, maybe if I would have done this or if I would have responded in this way or... Maybe I should have sent three emails mm-hmm. about it, but toned it down a little and thought and been more lighthearted or positive. Right, yeah. No, none of Added that's an right. emoji or a swinky face. <laughs> Literally been told to do that before. Literally been told you're like I've been told I'm, this. Fuck okay, off. now this really? is coming to me. This is coming to me. The tone of okay. the tone okay. of your emails is like you need to lighten up the tone of your emails. Maybe add some emojis or something. I swear to God, somebody told me I should be putting smiley. I don't remember who, I don't remember when, I don't remember where, but I do remember being told that your emails are too serious. You should light them up with some like smiley faces. I know that we've discussed this before, but I know that you've been told that sometimes when you convey information that you're not conveying it in a very, in a way that should be like, why aren't you panicking? You know, (laughs) because I feel like you're, you're pretty matter of fact and unemotional about how you convey information. So yeah. 
Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I do. I do write the. I do write my emails and say this, 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 and this, and then I before I send it, I'll pause and admit. Then I'll go back. And I'm like, oh, I should say hi, so and so. Hope you're having a great oh, day. Ha- <laughs> I hope this email finds you well. I hope this email finds you well. Oh, God. How was your weekend? Yeah. Great. So basically everything's falling apart, but I just wanted to say that we're <laughs> handling it. But if you could help out in any kind of way, if you have time, but of course I can handle it if you don't. Yeah. Winky face. Yeah. Again, like a <laughs> winky face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, another one that um, to counter out gaslight. And this is very important, especially for you women out there. And I'm going to say, especially for non-white women, I want to specifically say this to you. Talk to others about what's happening. Mm -hmm. Our jobs in general are isolating. We've we've touched on that many times in these podcasts. And it's lonely. It is. It's a lonely job Mm -hmm. because there's only one of us on each job. There's only one PM, only one producer, only one coordinator. So it's isolating. And if you're not, if it's the first time you're working with this team, then I got it. You're isolated. So talk to others about what's happening. Don't let the gaslighters separate you from friends, family, or colleagues who care about you and respect your viewpoint. Share what's going on as with as many people as they can so they can validate your experience. And I've done this for years. And I didn't realize I was doing this. But if a problem came up, again, years ago, I would call 10 people I knew in the production world and said, let me run this by you. And by the time I would get to the 10th person, I worked out what I should do. It, it may not even have been based on advice from any of them. It was just actually hearing their their viewpoints and understanding that they've been through it before mm-hmm. and that there is a way out. And it just taught, like, you will work to the solution of what's going on if if you're able to talk to other people about it who can relate. Wow. That, that's great. That's really great. And I and I, I I'm trying to I'm putting that like in a in production sense of like having if if there is a situation where you can have I guess recording the call, but also having other people like I'm just going to have my production manager listen in. I'm just going to yeah, have totally you know my coordinator mm-hmm. listen in or you know bring my first AD along. You know, those kind of situations when there's going to be a conversation where you feel like things might go off the rails again, bring those people into the conversation. You're allowed to have your army with you. Yes. Yeah. You are. And you're allowed to record it and then tell and then send it to your army. I've I've received emails from people saying, um, this is the email that I'm going to send or this is what I received. And then I will analyze it from a... <laughs> Like a non-biased viewpoint is as hard as I can. But, you know, like I'll receive an email from somebody saying like, what do you think of this? And I'll write back with like, listen, thank you for sending it to me. Thank you for trusting me. I will not pass this along. I will not do anything. But this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And this is how I would handle it. You should, you need to do how you would do it and what's safe for you and what works for you and the current job you're in in any way. Like, like we would say in any abusive relationship. Right. You should handle it how you want to in order to get out of it. How I would do it is this. Follow that advice. Don't follow it. Don't care. I just know that it's happening for real. Don't doubt yourself. Mm -hmm. And you 
are experiencing this and you're the only one who can deal with it. Right. But the validation, I think, is tr- is very is. important. Yeah. And a part of what you said leads to the next one that I'm reading, which kind of resonates with me. Focus on actions, not words. Words are being <laughs> used, <laughs> right? Words are being used as little weapons, little daggers. You, you hear it mm-hmm. all the time. Even a compliment might come with like, uh, today, you know, or like, you know, some, some little things. Right. So like get to the root of what, and that's what we do as producers. We get to the root of the problem. We get to the root of what needs to be done, what needs to be right. accomplished and what is the correct path to make those accomplishments happen. Right. If you get wrapped up in the words, it's going to derail you. It, that's hard sometimes. Though. It is. Like, it it's is. hard I know. to step out of the, the situation. Absolutely. You're right. But it's, it, but if they're telling you how amazing you are and then making you do something fucking horrible, just understand that they're the reason why they're praising you is to get you to do the horrible thing. Exactly. Yeah. Their words are meaningless <laughs> if their behaviors don't change, if their behaviors don't line up right. to it. Right. I'm happy to report that I'm <sighs> two ounces in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 getting I'm, I'm kidding. two and a half maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the, there's there's something here too about try not to argue with a gaslighter, right? And I think that that's important too because that's how I started to deflect the behavior that I was receiving from this one particular, you know, person that stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Is don't try not to like like just just you know like okay. Yeah. Um, interesting viewpoint, and I'm going to handle this, so bye bye You know, like, yeah. um, just, because silence is actually golden in some of these oh, things. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's a, Here's a deep secret. You ready? Yeah. So, before production, Sister Christian did a million different jobs, and one of them was working at a police department, entering records in order to be coded for federal stats. Amazing. Sounds very boring, and mm-hmm. it was. But, you know, due to my, um, you know, amazing personality and my, (laughs) you know, intuitiveness to talk to people, I got in well with the detectives at this particular department, and they taught me something that I have used hands down a million times in the last 25 years. Mm. And it was like, they, so as a detective, they would ask a suspect a question and then remain silent, and the words will come in. Mm. The person will talk themselves into, you know, either yeah, like they'll either confess, like they'll, they'll just silence because uncomfortable people want to fill that silence. Yep. And so I started to try not to argue with the gaslighter. I started to just remaining silent, not agreeing with or or maybe even just saying, okay. And yeah. they would they would say something like, um, do you have anything to say? And I'm like, I don't. I've I've I understood what you've said and I will take it into consideration. Yeah. And that's what I would say. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to follow it or do anything. Right. It just means like, I'm going to consider this probably at 2.30 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to consider this and figure out how, you know, like I'm going to respond. And I think getting out of a confrontation in the moment is so important. And those are great things to say, like, okay, let me process what you say. And I will come back with a response as soon as I have a moment. That's great. 
easy ways to deflect. So many times in an argument, I, I think about it later, like, fuck, why didn't I say that? Like, that is what I meant to say. That is the the, the, the reason why right. I'm approaching it from this angle. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have it. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't take debate, but I would have been... Because you were put on the spot. I was put on the spot. I would have been terrible at debate. <laughs> um, but, the, and the other thing is, I, I <laughs> actually do use silence a lot, especially on conference calls. You know, I, I lead the call but I let the people talk and I listen. And yeah. and I had an EP listening and it's like, you barely said anything on that call. And I'm like, I'm listening and I'm letting yeah. them talk. I'll, I'll structure it. And if things are going off the rails, I will speak up and get it back on the rails. But I, I mm-hmm. think silence works really well to get all of the things out and people will come full circle. Mm-hmm. They'll come up with like, we need a helicopter. No, we need a boat. No, we need a we need a crane. No, you know what? Oh, we can just do this on an easy rig. Yeah, if if yeah. you chime in at those first few moments, it's just, it, then it just is, then they're going to demand a helicopter. But oh, yeah. like, like, it eventually works itself out. Um, I mean, not always, but like... I've eventually... I have absolutely fallen victim to that and yeah. said something like, well, we can't do blah, 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 you know, no, like all those no. things. And then they're like, well, dude, we're just talking. Let the creative... Call. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then the other... Th- Let them just the, the talk. other thing I do, this isn't exactly <laughs> silence, but when somebody is heated and they're hot and they're raising their voice and they're talking, you know, I tend to get quieter. And I slow down and I say, I hear you, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. That's protecting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That is protecting who you are and actually giving you a chance to process what's happened. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, conflict is hard for people, even though we're in powerful positions, conflict is still a very personal thing, um, especially if you're feeling attacked. So just take, just say, okay, I understand the words that you've said. And I will process that and come back with a solution or response as soon as I can. Thanks. (laughs) nothing gets under their skin more than that because gaslighting is not a rational behavior Mm -mm. they will they don't respond to logic or admit their true motivations they will absolutely push you until you agree to do something that you never should have agreed to do or you regret doing later on or just punish you for your correction it's like no we can't do that no we cannot ask these people to do this thing and they and they know it's true and they know there's no way going forward but they will punish you with their words for making (laughs) making the adjustment making the correction yeah yeah and could i just say that using the word punishment at our age is so telling about no no what it is is so telling about how we feel when this is happening yes. because it's true it is 100% it's true yeah. like um we punish ourselves or i i've punished myself for things that do not matter in the long run because again perfection is what we're supposed to strive for yeah and having some tools in your tool chest, toolbox, mm-hmm. garage, wherever. <laughs> we, like that's 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 important. And silence is a big one. If yeah. you can stomach being silent, Ooh, it's you not, should, because yeah. yeah, the the urge to jump in and defend yourself is so there. Well, but being, you don't have to because you know what? They're never gonna listen to you. Being able to to do trust in that silence is leads to this to this last kind of point, right? Practice trusting yourself again. 
I know what yeah. <laughs> like me okay <laughs> Ooh, me <laughs> well we, we okay so we do expect our production teams and everybody around us to trust us right yeah I think that the person who trusts me the least is probably me yeah. right yeah and so yeah I mean it it uh I think that what I could do better is trust myself um that I that something actually happened mm-hmm Right. When um, when it does, and maybe I don't remember it clearly because being Southern, I was told to trust everybody growing up. Mm. Like, nobody has bad intentions until they prove it. And it's like, well, okay. Mm. Um, so trusting yourself, like, you want to trust somebody. Like, I want to trust who's telling me this information that they don't have another motive. Mm-hmm. And that they're being honest. But that's not reality these days. Right. Not with this money, this much money at stake and stuff. So trusting myself to believe that what's happening is happening and that what did happen um really happened just because they're trying to change the story two days later <laughs> um doesn't mean that what they're saying is true. Right. Yeah, trust yourself. That's the hard one. But yes. Yes. <laughs> I know it's hard for both of us I because know. we care. And like you should be able to trust yourself and still care. And I, I, I don't. Yes, I don't think there's any way. We do what we do, and we're great at what we do, and we do at the level of what we do because we care so much. Yeah, totally. And and we get work, and we're busy because of we care. We and do. It can be like um, I would, a bit of a detriment. Yeah. <laughs> to, you know, waking up in the oh, middle God. of the night like, oh, my God, what am I going to do about this I job? Mean, it's a whole lifetime of behaviors. Like, you know, I care more about, you know, the job that's in front of me yeah. than what's going on in my personal life sometimes. And oh, it's yeah. because I'm only as good as my last job. Right. That was basically drummed into me from the very beginning very beginning and that sucks that's like a that's a that's a new standard you have to hit every, every single, time. single time every three weeks oh, God. every three to four weeks you yep. <laughs> see yeah. i'm sorry yeah i'm gonna get off and smoke some weed and maybe take <laughs> a valium and just like, spend the rest of the day like I petting my cats <laughs> holy shit i did oh man <laughs> but i mean i i no, no, no. I just wanted to say, like, I think that the best advice that I've read through everything that I did on research for this, because, you know, um, remember that the pi- that the picture that the gaslighter painted of you is not the truth of who you are. It's false. Well, just because they've said it doesn't make it true. Right. You know who you are. And you know what happened. And if you trust yourself enough, now, again, you may have to do some bullshit to get out of the situation, or you yeah. may, you know, like, it's not, this isn't going to stop the feelings that you no, have. It's not going to, no. it's not going to help you, like, get out of the situation. But um, figuring out that it's happening is half the battle. Yeah. It yeah, really identifying is. And then it, understanding, it. Mm-hmm. yes, identify, yeah, oh, God. and then understanding that you can actually do something about it, which could be literally um, being silent or not responding. Not responding, to it. yeah, which is way more powerful than arguing because they always come up with an argument. Like maybe if we just removed, 
concerns from our vocabulary. Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, such a good example. This was a great therapy session. I hope everyone listening <laughs> feels I the same. That'll be $250. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but seriously, if anybody out there does want to talk about it, I, would, I could continue having this conversation for another hour because it is just, it's it's like unraveling right. all of this uh, uh, damage work. Uh, emotion inside of me. Uh, no, you can sign right. up for office hours on our website um, and uh, just have a little half hour chat with us. Um, yeah. e- I mean, email us. Like, e- if you email us your experience, we will keep it anonymous and we'll read it because I do think that the majority of us feel this. Um, yeah. If not every job, every other job. Yeah. We do. And um, we take it because we have to. Yeah. We do. And, um, yeah, in order to keep working. So um, this is where community and, um, you know, reaching out to people and talking is absolutely something that you – is a tool, again, that you can utilize in order to get past it. Yes. Hollywood. (laughs) It's so glamorous. (laughs) I mean, yes. Oh, man. Well, Christian, <laughs> Advertising. Thank- Advertising, whatever, yeah. I mean, Hollywood is like adjacent. I know. Hollywood, Hollywood adjacent. adjacent. <laughs> All right, exactly. Christian, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate having this conversation this with you. Um, where can yeah, people get a hold of you? Yeah, it'd be interesting to— Oh, sorry. Well— I should no 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 no. I just wanted to say it would be very interesting, and maybe we should do a, a part two to this and have like a therapist on or something. Just to yeah, yeah, it yeah. We definitely but that about would that. be a wish. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that would be yeah. a wish. So, um, y'all, if you want me, you can get me at sisterchristianproduces.com. And Lawrence, what about you? I'm going to give you both of them today. Uh, LawrenceTLewis.com for producing, VoiceOfLawrence.com for voiceover work. Because I love it. Thanks, all. (laughs) All right. See you soon. Bye. Producers Happy Hour is brought to you with the help of the handsome Christopher Daniels. Who is a design and branding specialist. And Brendan Russell at podlad.com, who is our fabulous editor. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to dive deeper, subscribe to our listeners' newsletter. Simply go to producershappyhour.com to sign up. Thanks for listening, and remember... Enjoy happy hour while you can. Because making shit is hard. Hard. Hard.